Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 132. Today we are asking, are you a tech coach champion? That's right. Today we're going to be continuing our series covering the amazing manual, Coaching Matters, a fantastic book by our friends Jolene Killian, Chris Bryan, and Heather Clifton. We have been going through this book chapter by chapter. I hope you've had a chance to check out this stuff in our archives over at askthetechcoach.com. And we are looking forward to talking today all about coach champions. What is a coach champion? Are you a coach champion? And how does your district help set your coach champions up to be supportive of your coaches? I want to bring on my coach champion today, Miss Susan Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Raw, raw, raw. We're the champions. I, I think it's something like that, right? I can something hear the like Freddie that. Mercury coming out every single time that I walk into a principal's office here. We talk about all that stuff. Yeah, we need a background music. We, we <laughs> Here we go. We are the champions. And now. And so we have been going through this book, Sue, and... First of all, if you're looking for the book, you can head on over to teachercast.net forward slash coaching matters. Uh, it doesn't take you to an Amazon site, but it does take you to the learning forward site. You can take it out, uh, check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, the book runs you know, 20 bucks or so, something like that. I don't know the exact price, but um, highly recommend it. We've been going through this whole entire thing. And basically the first four chapters to sum it up are if your program is set up right, your coach has a fighting chance of having a successful coaching program themselves. Would you pretty much say that that's been pretty much been the idea behind these last couple episodes? Oh yes. That's definitely the gist of it. You know, basically if you have a fundamental program that you've built up face um, step-by-step, you're going to be successful. And then as we segue into, you know, our conversation for today, if you have those coaching champions there, you're going to be even more successful. Now, today we're going to be taking a look at this chapter. I think it's important. Not only is it important, I think, for every school district to look at, but specifically from my role. You know, my role here is as a lead digital learning coach for instructional technology and um, or a lead instructional coach for digital learning. I should say that. And really, my role is different. And in fact, reading through this book and reading through this chapter, Sue, like this chapter speaks a hundred percent to the role I have, right? Like I am working with and have, are making great relations with all of our instructional coaches. Um, but I'm not in an advisory role. I'm not in an evaluative role, but I do have the opportunity to work with administrators, principals to help not only bring coaches into their buildings, help them, uh, you know, figure out, as a building leader, what their instructional coaches are supposed to be doing. But also my role is to work directly with upper leadership or senior leadership to make sure that there is uh, continuity here between all the different components of this. So I'm really interested in, in diving into this here. 
you in your school district, I know you've got a few coaches. Do, do you have like a, a coaching champion position? Who who is in charge of, of the coaches to really uh, support the program, set the program up? What does that look like? For us in our private school system, it's um, pretty much our super, our current supervisor, which is our assistant superintendent currently. We're part of the curriculum department, the curriculum team. So our assistant superintendent is the one who, you know, outlines what we do, helps, you know, get the plan together. And then she is definitely a huge proponent of what we do in getting our um, teachers to understand what we do. So, you know, can we maybe backtrack just a bit, Jeff, and let me pose this question. Tell us exactly what we're meaning here for the listeners of what do we really mean by a coaching champion? Sure. And, and I think it's best to define that here. You know, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about what a successful program looks like. And if you're out here listening, perhaps you are in a program that's doing well. Perhaps you're the only tech coach in your district. Um, in my previous school district, I was brought in in a K-12 building, a K-12 district, six buildings, six principals, all that good stuff, specifically to start a program. And I'm learning a lot about my previous position by reading this book and I'm seeing what worked. I'm seeing what didn't work. I'm learning why it didn't work and, and, and what things could have happened in the, in the past to make it be working. Essentially when they're looking here at the word coaching champion, um, they're looking for somebody in the district who is number one, an advocate for coaches, somebody who's going to be at the meetings and say, you know what? I see where your goals are. Perhaps the coach can help this, or perhaps through coaching, it can do this. They also go in and say that a coaching champion ensures that the program is effectively implemented. And, and I take that into a couple of senses. I take that as to, you know, Sue, you are the coach. Your role is to be in the classrooms, coaching teachers. Your job is not to change light bulbs. Um, Sue, I know we're doing standardized testing and given the option of pulling you from coaching and giving you a duty, you're still more valuable to us in the classroom. So my job as the champion is to make sure that you are doing the thing that you do best when we need you the most. It also says that the coach champion ensures that the conditions for effective coaching are recognized and implemented at all levels, meaning making sure that not only do we have a vision, but the principals share in that vision. The teachers share in that vision. The, the projects that we do are sharing in that vision. In other words, we're not just pulling a coach to go make a video. We're pulling a coach to make a video because it's going to help them train or bring in a philosophy to our classrooms. And finally, it says here that the coach champion ensures that the coaches, and I love this one, have a significant opportunity on their own for coaching and ongoing support. So they're the ones that are saying, you know, Sue, you really should go to ISTE. You really should be a member of this group. You guys really do need the time out of the classrooms to go meet. I'm going to make sure that you guys have your professional development because if you guys aren't growing, we can't grow as a district. And the thing here that I love, and this is like the last section of this, of the first introduction here, but it says coaches may be talented and amazing educators, but without the right support and optimal conditions, 
the overall impact of the coaching program will suffer. And I love that. And I look at back at where I used to be and I go, okay, we didn't have one of those. That's why it didn't work. In my current district, we have one of those. We've actually got a few of those. I'm, and I feel like I'm one of them in our district. It's all set up to work with our senior leadership, our, our, our principal leadership, and our teacher leadership to make sure that they understand what we are as coaches, how we are working, how the program is being set up, and most importantly, how it's not being set up. Absolutely. That's so huge there. Just the, the ad, I love that word, an advocate for the coaches, you know, how that champion, whoever it may be in the leadership area is an advocate for the coaches. They're the one out there who's carrying out all of these things that we've talked about before in encouraging the principal to encourage the teachers to use you or encouraging the teachers directly to use you in their classroom. Absolutely. And so when we look at who are these people, um, not every district has to have one, but every district really does need one. You know, they say that a coaching champion is somebody who is in central office, who is an administrator, um, but doesn't have to be. You know, for instance, in my particular position, I'm, I don't have the title of admin, although I do work in central office mainly and I, I travel around to the different uh, you know buildings and, and arms of our districts and stuff. But it is somebody who is going to have the responsibility for somewhat of how the program is running, how a coach is going to go, how it's going to move around in my district. You know, I'll, I'll say we have three coaching champion just myself we have a coordinator of digital learning we work together share the same office space and then above us we have our um chief our upper our, our boss and all three of us are out there at our various levels you know our chief works with our central office staff works with our senior management our coordinator works with the leadership team and works with all the principals and my role is to help kind of manage those levels. But at the same time, I'm helping the coaches do what they need to do as we're doing this. And we've only been doing it for, it's March, three months, right? Like we're still yes. learning. We're still trying to grow. But I love that we're setting up a, an environment where every single level has a coaching champion that's going to advocate for not only coaches, but the fact that because we're coaches, because we're here, it's going to help student achievement and it's going to rise student. Yeah, it's going to it's going to help student learning. Yes, definitely. And, you know, I feel like we're a bit kindred in that realm. I'm a small I have a smaller um, team around me. But like I was mentioning, you know, my supervisor, who is the assistant superintendent, is our coaching champion for um, my co-tech coach and I, as well as two instructional coaches. And she is a huge advocate for us. But then I feel like in turn, I inherit some of those coaching champion duties because my coworker came in. I had been a tech coach for years and she had not. So then I got to inherit those champion duties and be able to be a mentor or a champion to her to show her the ropes and encourage the teachers in turn. Hey, you know, Shanda here knows what she's doing. She's awesome bring her into your classroom because she is going to be an awesome help in XYZ. So I feel like I've been able to inherit that. And, you know, as many of you out there listening to, to Jeff, however long he's been doing as the tech coach for 132 episodes. And as I've joined him, it's been a huge honor to be able to be a champion to you listeners out there. 
you know, as we take this globally, you know, just outside of our own school districts. One of the things that I love about the way that this book sets up this term coaching champions is it really dives into the fact that a coach coaching department um, is there to help out with district initiatives. And it specifically starts talking about the coaching champion is the one that is often brought in to help the district develop those plans. You know, we want to move into a student friendly model. We want to move into summer. We want to move into, you know, a different digital learning. That's where your coaches will shine, but that's where your coaching champion shines. Here's what a tech coach can do. Here's how we can work it. Here's the game plan. You know, I get used an awful lot and I love this. I get used an awful lot as a project manager. Here's the thing that we need to do. Here's the vision. Here's where we want to be in, in a month and two years and six, whatever it happens to be. I love that as a coaching champion, we get a chance to sit there and really break down what the goals are of the district, what the vision is of leadership. And then we get a chance to sit down and, and, and discuss this and figure out how do we want to go? How do we want to get there? And how do we want to solve, you know, this, this Rubik's cube that is student achievement? Yeah. So Jeff, I know you've talked a lot about, you know, the different projects. I know you've worked a lot with your district on this website initiative. So that's where the coach and champion role, project manager role is really coming to play in your world, right? It is. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're launching a new website. Extremely proud of it. It looks fantastic, if I might say so myself. But really, it's the next phase of everything. You know, we're creating a new digital learning department. That's awesome. We've got that set. We're moving forward with it. We are creating a pathway to develop what we want our classrooms to look like. You know, do we want to use the four C's, the five C's, the yeah. seven C's, the nine, whatever, however many C's there are these days. How do we get there? What's the training process? What's the coaching process? All of those things look, look, you know, how do those things look? Um, that's what I'm excited about far beyond the, the website projects. And, you know, the, the you know, the, the little things that we do here as a district, it's what can we do to create a impactful learning environment an engaging learning environment for our students? Are we going to be bringing in a Google app or a Microsoft app or a video app or all of those things? And then, of course, how do our coaches fit into making sure that these things are showing up in our classrooms? That's what really gets me up every day. Oh, yeah. And you're actually doing a lot mentoring new coaches and sending them out to the buildings in your role. I love it. We have a fantastic team. And, uh, you know, we've got new coaches. We've got veteran coaches. We've got somebody, you know, we, we've got something for everybody. I love the team that we've put together. I'm not just saying that, but I, I really do think that we've we've made a really, really nice team here. And I think any district needs to have that. You can't get five Susans in a room and have a coaching program. You can't get five Jeffs in a room to get not a coaching program. You have to figure out that you need a, you know, a, a first baseman and a third baseman and one's a righty and one's a lefty. You, you got to make sure you have all that stuff. So let's talk a little bit about the primary responsibilities that they talk about here. Cause really it's been funny going through this chapter and I read through this chapter three or four times as we were preparing for this, because I'm looking at what it is and I'm kind of reflecting on, on what, what I do naturally, what, what the district's asking me for. It says here that 
A coaching champion has multiple responsibilities. I'll go down the list and then we can discuss here, but Mm -hmm. making sure that the program has focused goals, making sure you've got strong infrastructure, making sure that you have delineated roles, um, strong responsibilities. Everybody knows where they have to be. And then I think the last one is the most important expectations. Because it's easy, I think, for any coach to come into a position, run into the classroom and go. That's that's like base one, right? Like in classroom, working with teachers. If we jump back a couple of weeks to chapter three, like being helpful in the class is one thing. Knowing that when you're in the class, your job is to move the program forward, move the teacher forward. Yes. That's some higher level stuff. That's what I was just thinking, you know, carrying out the vision of the school itself or the whole district in general. Right. Do I want to use Screencastify or do I want to use WeVideo, right? Like this is a conversation that I have with myself and they both do the same thing. They can both make a video tutorial, but why would I push them on a certain application? Well, because that application also does X, Y, and Z and I can bring that into the classroom and now we can create higher level thinking, higher level skills on that. So let's kind of go over that one. Why is it important that a coaching program has focused goals? Well, you're not going to be successful if you don't have a goal. There's not going to be really any kind of end if you don't have a goal in mind. You have to you know, have that established, whether that's with your supervisor or just with your teammates. You know, we have to have something to shoot for and not just wander in, like Jeff said, wander in that classroom and hit the ground running. Because if we don't have something we're working for, you're going to fail eventually, or you're just going to fall on your face and not feel like you've accomplished anything. And those goals are a lot of things, right? Those goals are your district goals. Um, Those goals are your department goals. Those goals are your um, your own coaching champions goals. Um, you know, if a teacher says, I want to learn how to make a video. Well, in the back of your mind, you might be saying to yourself, no, this teacher doesn't know how to make tutorials. This teacher doesn't know how to make, um, small projects to put video in like a Google slide. How can I help this teacher's immediate needs while also forwarding our district goals? Let's talk about the second one here. Strong infrastructure. I, I think I might be thinking about this slightly different than you might be thinking about it. So what when you hear strong infrastructure, what does that mean? Well, when I hear infrastructure, I think about the hardware involved and things in place to make to carry out our instructional goals. Um, we talk a lot about, you know, my husband is a hardware guy and I'm the software person because I teach the people how to use the the thing in hand. So, you know, having those things in place is huge for successful teaching in general. You know, we can't be a successful coach if the infrastructure is not in place and we can't coach the teachers and make sure that they're successful if the infrastructure is not in place effectively. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on about 75% of that because when I see strong infrastructure, I go back to we're making teams, we're, we're, we're building teams, we're building internet sites, we're building websites, we're, we're, we're putting a one note together, for instance, of all the different ed tech things and all the videos, you know, making sure they have the support, like exactly what you're looking at. But um, I, I kind of was taking that one a little bit personal of, you know, Let's make sure that when somebody goes out and they sit down next to a teacher and that teacher asks the question, they can pull out their briefcase and go, look, here's a bunch of examples of what you're looking to do. Um, Delineate it. Go ahead. 
Oh, I'm sorry, back to the infrastructure. This is also where it's important to have your IT department as hopefully one of those coaching champions. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so lucky to be in that situation also because I get to kind of help be the liaison between my curriculum team and the IT department. And our IT director is such a coaching champion. I would definitely label him that way. And, you know, he was in the interview process and hiring me and has always been a huge supporter. And, you know, I can go to him and ask for, I need this, this, and this to make XYZ work. And he's willing to talk about it and entertain ideas. Now, the next one here kind of all goes together. Delineated roles and responsibilities. What could that mean? Well, and it could also kind of go with expectations. You know, you need to have things in place and know what your role is. And I mean, it's important to work together, work as a team, but then you don't want to step on somebody else's toes and you want to do your job, kind of like the whole phrase, stay in your lane. We want to collaborate, but then we don't want someone else trying to do our job and not be doing it effectively. What's your take on that one, Jeff? One of the things that I like about my particular group and and putting things together is that we do have people who are, I don't want to say specialists, that's not the right term, but they're very, very good in certain areas. And so knowing that somebody's very good at, let's say, video, um, if a principal is asking about video, I know to pull that person. Doesn't mean that the other people aren't going to be, you know, welcome into the conversation, brought in, learning situations, mentorships, et cetera. But, you know, if we need somebody who's really good at secondary education, we can pull somebody. If we have somebody who's got a question about, about you know, pre-K elementary, we can pull somebody in there. I love the fact that everybody kind of has their lane and you pull from those strengths but at the same time, you adjust to the strengths of others. So, you know, later in the chapter, they talk about the fact that a coaching champion, one of their primary responsibilities as new coaches come into the district is to assign mentorships. And so knowing that Sue has these strengths and Jeff doesn't, let's put these two people together for this particular project. So that way they can learn together and learn from each other. And then ultimately you're strengthening the core. So making sure that, you know, you have your lanes, making sure you know your role in the district and in the group, but you're also comfortable enough to share and be vulnerable enough to take. Um, Those are all things as we go through, uh, you know, that's family building 101, isn't it? Obviously not be offended when someone else knows more about something than you do, you know, consider that a teachable moment for yourself and accountability and guidance there. Exactly. And then, of course, the last one here is setting those expectations. I think that kind of goes without, you know, w- without anything else here is is everybody needs to know what we're going for. You know, we're doing this together. We're doing this separately. We're, you know, wh- whatever it is, have those expectations and those expectations can come from each other. I expect that you're working with me on this or it can come from the top over the next month here's the expectation for the group. This is where we want to go and how we want to get there. Um, one of the other things that they mention in the chapter is it's, it's, they mentioned it a lot, actually, all about creating relationships. And that's one of those things that I think about a lot. You know, every single day I'm out working with one of our coaches, multiple coaches, having teams meetings. Hey, how you doing? You know, I try to have at least one 
I, I, I will never do this, but I try to at least have one meeting with every, let me back up on that one. I try to have at least one conversation a week that has nothing to do with coaching with everybody. Yes. How's your family? How's life? What's new? You know, what's your favorite TV show? What, whatever it is, just something that, that, that humanizes the conversation. Cause when you're, in a relationship like this, when you're in a family situation, it can't all be business. No, not at all. We, we, we have talked about that so much and it just keeps driving home. And as we go through this book all together, it's relationship building. And then that will come out in your collaborative efforts professionally. So, We'd love to hear what you guys think about this. Are you a coaching champion? Are you trying to be a coaching champion? Do you need help becoming a coaching champion? We, of course, have a great program for you guys. You can join us each and every Wednesday night at 830 Eastern for our Tech Coach Roundtable. We've got almost 300 tech coaches in our Tech Coaches Network right now. You can join up for free over at teachercast.net slash TCN form for Tech Coach Network form and of course you'll be able to check out all the great stuff over there interact with coaches from around the continent we would love to have you there and it's truly become an international experience as we're now getting more people from outside of the united states joining us so we want to say thank you so much for not only checking out this podcast sharing it with your friends sharing it with your colleagues and of course joining us for our tech coaches network we just celebrated one year of doing this and i'm really excited for the future we've got tons of resources tons of things for free and uh it's all there for you guys. Check it out. Teachercast.net slash T-C-N form. Now, so one of the things that they talk a lot about here in the book is a partnership agreement. I, I didn't know what this was until I read through it and realized, oh, we kind of already do that. Um, a partnership agreement basically is a relationship haha, that talks about how things are going to be. In other words, my partnership agreement with the principal is going to be, here's what your expectations are. Here's what my expectations are. Let's move forward with all of this stuff. And as a champion, um, I might have a meeting with your principal and say, okay, Sue's going to come in. Here's what you're looking for. Here's what she's looking for. Here's what we're looking for as a district. Let's figure out how to meet in the middle and move things forward. It really is those, those, those conversations, those partnerships, if you will, between more than one staff member that is going to set the tone for what's expected of the coach in the building. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's where those just those background behind the scenes conversations happen before the coach ever goes out and meets the teachers. You know, what are we it's, doing here? It sets the tone. It sets the role, right? It, it stops one principal from treating you like a um, outsider, one principal from treating you like the guy that changes the light bulb and mm -hmm. one principal who says, no, please take my teachers. They need help. Go do this. And, and totally allowing the coaching process to work. It really is that thing that helps um, be successful, you know? And I know you said behind the scenes, and it, it is. I mean, teachers don't necessarily see these things happening, but I also find it it's important to have these things out in the open. You need to know what the conversations are. You need to know that your upper is having these conversations with the principals, and there is some kind of a mutual thing. If not, you're kind of, walking in every day kind of skeptical about who's talking about you. I think. Oh, definitely. Perfect point. 
And, you know, in these conversations between the coaching champion and the principals or whoever administration, you know, Jeff, is that just a one-time conversation or sometimes do they just need to be ongoing? Cause it's one maybe time. those just once, or do they need to be just reminded once. throughout the year? Nope, just once oh, in September and you never have to speak again. I don't know. Do they need to be reminded? Cause you know, sometimes they forget, Oh, here's Susan over here. Don't forget. Oh, she can wait. come and help your teachers. No, they recommend weekly. Actually. Um, there's a lot of different things here um, to make sure. And I think, in saying what we just said, there is a difference between knowing someone's talking about you and knowing someone's talking about you, right? right? I want my boss to go out and say, Jeff is awesome. You should check this out. Yeah. But I don't want people talking about me, right? Like there's a difference in all that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. I see what you're saying now, definitely. And and it it's important that we know that we have people sticking up for us, but we don't want to know that people are discussing our business and discussing us. So I, I think there is an interesting point there. Again, it goes back to relationships. Again, it goes into um, conversations, trust, all those, you know, all those different things here. It is interesting to notice that in this book, it talks about the fact that the coaching champion helps coaches learn how to collect, manipulate, and understand data. I'm curious, Sue, about your thoughts on this topic. We, we have this conversation often during our tech coach roundtables. Um, let's talk about data. Do you collect data on your teachers? You don't have to go into details, but yes or no. Do you, do you collect data on your teachers? Not officially on paper. You know, in my head, probably I do. So at the end of the year, if your upper says, hey, Sue, um, tell me about your year. Do you say, well, look at my calendar? Do you say, look at my spreadsheet? Do you say, it was good? For me personally, I would more say, yeah, look at my calendar and then be able to verbally back up what is on my calendar. I mean, I guess that's just more how I roll as a tech coach and a person because I can't write everything down that I do in a day, much less keep up with a whole year's worth of everything that I've done in a day. The book talks about collecting data and they give you four specific things here. And I, I want to go back to my previous uh, employment here for a second, but it, it, the, the book mentions tech coaches should be keeping data on who they worked with, how much time was spent, what task was accomplished and what topics were addressed. And I think those are interesting to break down here in my previous district. Um, I went my first year, and I thought I was, I thought I was awesome. And then I got to my end of the year meeting and they said, so where's your spreadsheet with all your data? And I said, my what? I didn't have a coach champion to, to help me out with these things. I was making it up as I go along. Right. Um, right. I, I, I quickly created some data and I created a monster, monster, monster Google form, which was like 30 pages of different things where I could tell you who you are, uh, what subject you were in, what grade level, how long you were with, what was the topic, what was the app we were using. I had an algorithm in the middle of it. Um, so that way, by the time the second year roll around, I said, Sue, I had 735 different touches with 3,200 different employees and da 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 And then they said the question like, well, were those conversations about the how 
or where there's conversations about the what? And they said, oh, you never asked me that one. So after doing a second year of data collecting, it was, oh, I still haven't given you what you're looking for. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Set the rules, set the expectations. Yes. Set, tell me exactly what, give me where the bar is and I will hit it. But if you make up the bar when we're having the conversation at the end of the year, I'm never going to be successful. That is huge. Yes. So is it, is it important to have a list or a graph of teachers who you worked with? I mean, yeah, that, and now how you do it. I don't know. Some of you out there may disagree with what I would say. And Jeff and I may disagree about how I would do it. I mean, as a tech coach, we can't just write everything down that we do. Now, I'm very <laughs> meticulous about keeping my calendar and when I meet with teachers, but but you don't but if, keep if, if, a log of everything I do. Right. I have the topic in my calendar, and now my memory, thank goodness, so far in my uh, aging process here is still pretty uh, sharp. So I tend to remember what I've done with teachers. So I'm one of those who can verbally express myself on what I've done and accomplished, but I just can't write everything down all the time. But if everything's in your calendar and you walk down the hallway and five teachers grab your arm, you're not putting that in your calendar, are you? No. So, so that's still in my head. Yes. So, okay. Time spent. I, when I was building my monster calendar, I had it broken down, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and you know, 45 in an hour. Basically it was, was this a quick thing or am I spending the day with you or spending the, the period yeah. with you? Right. So that way we could figure out, okay, um, I've worked with Sue 16 times, but for no more than five minutes on average which means I'm not in Sue's class, but she's always asking these little things of me. So in other words, it's busy work, not job description work, if you will. Right. In a former district where I was previously, we tried this for, I think, a year or so. And where this every time we met with a teacher, we sent them a Google form to fill out. But you know, teachers don't have time for all no, that either. No, so. I, I, we, we, we tried that one too. Sue, thanks for your time today. Can you please fill this out? Well, you don't, I don't need a cookie every time we work together. Exactly. Right. Um, task accomplished, right? Um, I don't even know what that means other than I know that I keep a record uh, the best that I can on projects I've done. I make a video for the district. I save it onto a Google Doc. I, I work with you on a project. I keep a link. But I'm doing that so that way the next teacher that I come to I can quickly find it. Absolutely. You know, and that could be a Google site. That could even be a, ready, Sue? A Wakelet. You can yes. do a lot of those different things in here. Um, topic addressed. You know, what could that be? That could be, hey, we worked on STEM exploration. We, we worked on early explorers. We worked on you know, the French and Indian War or something like that, right? And right. I, what does that give you at the end of the year? Hey, I did the French and Indian War once. How does that affect your tech coach? How does that affect my my future with the district and all those other things, right? So exactly. I, I do think that it's worth for coaches to have some kind of dashboard, right? Some kind of a metric, some kind of, uh, of information. Um, that's something that I think about a lot. I, I don't think that, that anybody ever needs to go as crazy as I did with my data forms, although they were 
interesting to look at. I mean, at the end of the year, I could say that Sue and I had 32 touches and we talked about these three apps and Sue, because of that is now doing things on her own, using these apps. Look, I'm a good boy, right? You can go through all of those different things. Right. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd love to hear your opinion out there as you're listening to this show, yes. but I, I, I don't, I, you know, I, and even for this year for myself, I created something that was like a form, but not as crazy. I, I can't keep up with it. I have no idea turning around what I did no. yesterday because there was a thousand things in a thousand different places. And some of you have the mindset for that. Like I personally, and I think I've said this before, I just do not have a data mind. I, what I do is in my head and I'm happy to share it with you. But keeping those stats from day to day, thank goodness I have an awesome coworker for when we need data help. Two more things that they mentioned here is basically the role and, uh, you know, the primary responsibilities here. They mentioned that a, a coach champion serves as a second set of eyes in the coaching room. Um, you know, it says you're usually a, a coach's champion can be more objective due to things. You know, basically it's the, you need somebody to go to that isn't your boss. You need somebody to go to that isn't fully observing you. You need somebody you can go to who you can talk to without feeling the repercussions. I, I, I think that coaching programs are created best when the principal is not responsible for you. Um, right. I love that about, about the way that we're doing things. And, and, I, and I think that's important because you need to be able to go to that principal and say, what do you think? I don't know. Can you help me without feeling the, pressure of this is the person who's observing you at the end of the day um Absolutely. so it's it's really important i love the fact that i'm not in an uh observational role over anybody but i do have those opportunities to make those relationships and, and have those conversations with people so that way if they do need my door is open or like teams is always on or something like that and then finally they mentioned here one of the primary responsibilities is really as we've mentioned it so many times here to be an advocate for coaches going in and saying to the curriculum people, to the principal people, to the whoever, this is what a tech coach can be used for. You don't need to do these things. We have coaches that can help you out. We have coaches that can create these. We can have, we have coaches that are trained in helping you create your vision. Let's do this together. And they mentioned here this whole concept of having a growth mindset is, look, you know, we can all grow together. Let's put our heads together and see what the future is going to hold. Very much. So the rest of the chapter here really does go into how do you define things? How do you make it? You know, it, 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 I really love the fact that it talks about what is defined as a coach's champion. Um, you know, it says a coach's champion needs to have interpersonal skills. Again, there's your relationships. Mm -hmm. They need to have the ability to manage a coaching program. And I think that's important. You know, that's something that I take seriously every single day. How, how do we get our, our, our vision, our goal moved from point A to point B? Um, they provide performance-based support to coaches in meetings or roles or responsibilities. Now, I love working with, with our coaches and, and helping them. You know, so when they come to me and they say, I need help with, or I have a, I love being that. And, and I not only love doing that for our district, I love doing that in our roundtables. You know, oh, even, even, even this past week, it's, hey, we're rolling out 3,000 Chromebooks. How do I do that and be in the classrooms at the same time? 
we had some really good conversations at, in our last coaches meeting about these different topics, right? And on top of that, a coach's champion needs to know how to facilitate effective learning focused meetings, which I read into that basically saying when you actually have the time to get together, get to the point, make it enjoyable, have a focus, have a goal oriented and run with things. Absolutely. So what did you think about this chapter here? Because, I mean, there's a lot of things that they talk about here in the conclusion of it and kind of wrapping up things about who this is, where this is, where this is going. But what were your thoughts? What's your overall thought of, of coaching champions? Well, for me, it was a little bit reaffirming that, first of all, as a tech coach myself, I have a coaching champion who advocates for me and encourages me and encourages the principals to get me in the teacher's classrooms but then also reaffirming to my own self, you know, I can be a champion for others, whether it be my closest coworker in my current job or as a member of our Tech Coaches Network in my state through our professional learning network and so on. So what stood out the most to you, Jeff? I think that I learned a lot from this chapter about where I've been. And some of the successes that I had in the past. And I also learned that some of the things that didn't go so well, um, again, a, a good coaching program is is created by the success of the goals of the district. And when, when parameters are lost, things don't always go well. I think that's a safe way of putting things, right? Yeah. Um, I think overall... I, I, I know this is one of those chapters that I want to go back and read again. I might even go back and read it every month just because if because it is so personal to the role that I'm playing and the role that I'm trying to play for my for my colleagues and my coaches. Um, it's always good to have a refresher for things. So you know, even this even this recording might be one I go back and listen to our conversations and th see things. But, you know, we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you guys think about coaching champions and. You know, our next chapter of this book, Coaching Matters, is going to be all about hiring coaches. Certainly a conversation that we've had on this show before. And I'm looking forward to having that conversation with you, Sue. I don't think we've done this kind of an episode before, but especially right. hearing it after reading this book. I do want to say thank you to everybody who uh, caught my keynote uh, this past weekend at the MeTech conference. We had a, an amazing presentation. Uh, we did our keynote on Saturday the 20th. And I thought that was great. Uh, we also had a chance this past weekend to present at the NCCE conference. And we want to thank our friends out in uh, NCCE world for that. And if you're listening to this on a Monday or a Tuesday, this is still the week of spring Q. And I highly recommend that you guys check out everything that's happening in spring Q uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. In fact, the 21st, we're going to be doing another tech coaches workshop all about branding, building your EDU brands for tech coaches, and also how to build an instructional technology plan and how to really put together a professional learning uh, department and stuff like that. So lots of great things that we're looking forward to as we head into the year. Sue, what do you have going on this week? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to spring break coming up, but lots of good things happening over on techimaginations.net. My Tech Tip Tuesday this week, I was quite excited to share. Um, check out and go listen over there. Um, my YouTube video is there on the citation tool in Google Docs. So that's kind of a newish tool. So go check out my video on how to incorporate that where you can put the, you know, 
in document citations as well as create the bibliography right inside of Google Docs nowadays. There's a lot of great features coming out in both Google land, Microsoft land, and, and so many other great stuff. So don't forget to check out all the great stuff out on Twitter. We can follow the hashtag techcoachedu is where we're going to be posting everything here. And of course, we have, hope you guys have a chance to subscribe to this and all of our other shows over on TeacherCast. Well, on behalf of Sue and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.